Hi, I'm Bill Holwood. If you've downloaded this, you probably know that Darker Projects is one of the premier producers of high-quality audio fiction on the Internet. But did you ever wonder what goes on behind the scenes? This podcast takes you inside the creative process with interviews from various cast and crew members. Find out interesting things you never knew. Welcome to Behind the Scenes at Darker Projects. projects yeah what do you say about those guys except uh wow oh yeah i'm uh, mark brzee i play captain tobias windsor on our newest series the sword of windsor and i'm the scriptwriter for falcon banner okay so how did night terrors happen how did i get involved who the heck is Harbinger? Um, I got involved with Darker Projects pretty much like everybody else has um, in some ways. I mean, I run a live stage company in upstate New York. And one day I was surfing the net looking for a Halloween play. Something new, something original. And I happened on this site called Darker Projects. And I thought, ooh, cool, they may have a Halloween play. And I got there... And what they had was Star Trek, the Section 31 files, and Doctor Who. And I'm like, oh, great. Another fan fiction site. Okay, well, this isn't what I'm looking for. And I just, I, I, I don't know why, but I bookmarked the page and, and I left it. I didn't think anything of it. And about a month later, I was doing the same thing and I found this bookmark. And I was like, what? Okay, well, so I checked them out. And instead of getting what I had expected, I was pleasantly surprised. I, all of a sudden, I'm listening to um, the Star Trek Section 31 episode, um, The Sum of One's Memories. It's an episode where the uh, character Judah Freeze is killed off at the very beginning of the episode and then brought back to life as a hologram. And I thought that was a really daring thing for anyone to do. Uh, you know, you don't kill your regular characters. Uh, and then the writing of it was so well done, and the acting was so well done, um, that I immediately caught on the net, and I, I uh, sent an email to Eric Busby, and I said, you know, hi, I am, I've been an actor for 30 years. I would love to be a part of your group if, any, if there's ever a chance, you know, that... There's a character with two or three lines that nobody has the time to do. I'd love to pick that up for you. Well, I did. You know, uh, Eric emailed me back, and I, he gave me a couple of lines, and uh, that was the beginning of my association with Darker Projects. Night Terrors came about because I'd been 
portraying Kalarin, um, the first minister of the the Divine Celestial Imperium, for a while, and I I just got the idea that you know our name was Darker Projects. And yes, Eric's material is kind of on the darker side, but we didn't really have any horror to speak of. I mean, we had our first foray into horror with Alive Inside, a zombie series. But I thought, you know, how cool would it be to um, to have an anthology of of half-hour short uh, horror stories, horror and suspense? So I pitched the idea to Eric. <laughs> And he just, he came back with an email and said, Cool, cool do, it. do it. Welcome to Night Terrors. My first reaction was, uh, what? I'd never done anything like this. I've directed stage plays for a long time. I've been an actor for a long time. But I'd never done anything audio drama. I'd listened to it, but that was it. So I emailed back and said, okay, uh, I'm going to need a post-producer because I don't know the first thing about this. Um, who can I have? And Eric said, well, contact this new guy. His name is Chris Snyder. Uh, he seems to really have a lot on the ball. He's a really cool guy. Um, see if he'll be your post-producer. So I contacted Chris, and we hit it off immediately. It was like we'd been best friends all our lives. So Chris became my post-producer, and I found this play called The Man in the Chair by Dr. Alan Beck. And I thought it was a really neat uh, psychological thriller. And I, I sent the script to Chris, and he said, wow, this is a really cool script. Let's do this. I've got, already got some ideas. And so I picked four people out of Darker Projects uh, to play some of the roles, and I picked one of the actors in my local theater company, named Victoria Sampson to play the other. And we recorded all the lines and sent them into Chris, and he came back with this incredible 30-minute play about a man who was basically taken out of his bed in the middle of the night, arrested, and stuck in front of an unseen tribunal to answer for crimes he may or may not have committed. He had no rights, and it was like uh, the uh, the most stereotypical, frightening police state drama I uh, I'd ever read, and it really uh, Chris just made it sound incredible. So we I sent this off to Eric, and he really liked it. He thought it was a really cool piece of, of theater. He said, "But you know, we need something. We need somebody to introduce it." And I looked at the beginning of the play, and there's this little blurb at the beginning that says the time is the present the place unnamed and and i i without even thinking and i had my microphone on i was talking with chris over i think it was like skype or something and i said the time is the present the place unnamed a man sits in a chair in a dark room a bare light bulb overhead he has no idea why he is here or where here is and Chris said, oh, my God, that's the host. He's an undead creature. And I'm like, ooh, Harbinger. And so that's how Harbinger came to be, how Night Terrors came to be. And, I mean, it was so successful 
uh, we got so many emails about it that we just kept going. And now we're starting, we're preparing to start our second season of Night Terror. You are in a land away from sunlight. 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 Somewhere between waking and sleeping are night terrors. What is it like? to do voice acting in comparison to stage acting. Well, I've got a couple of catchphrases that I use when people ask me that. The polite one is voice acting is like acting without a net because none of us, to my knowledge, have ever worked in the same studio at the same time together. We all sit in front of our computers and we record our lines anticipating what the person speaking before us and the, pre- the person speaking after us is going to sound like. And so in that way, it's acting without a net because we have nobody to bounce things back and forth with. Um, and for me, it was the challenge I really needed because I had kind of grown tired of stage acting Um, I'd been doing it for so many years and I'd started uh, a stage company in upstate New York and we were very successful but I kind of felt like I'd lost my edge I I didn't have the passion for acting at that moment and when I started doing Kalarin on Star Trek the Section 31 files I only looked at my, my lines. I didn't read the entire script. I would read the line before me and the line after me to try and get a, a sense of what was happening. Whereas with live stage, you know, you spend six, eight weeks rehearsing with each other so that you, you're bouncing off of each other, you're responding to each other, you're conversing with each other. And I didn't have that opportunity. And what made it so cool for me was I'm sending these disembodied voice pieces to Eric Busby, our producer. And a few weeks later, I get a copy of this 30-minute, 20-minute, fully acted out Star Trek drama that I was part of. And it sounds like I'm, I'm standing there with my fellow actors doing a play as if I were on stage when in actual fact um, and this may be a nasty mental image but I sat in front of my computer in my underpants and bathrobe and recorded my lines I had never had the kind of freedom of acting at any time before I always had to be on a stage in a place at a time and now I had this flexibility to be an actor actor at any time and it was so exciting I emailed Eric and I told him I said wow this is really incredible 
um, is there anything else I can do? And he gave me a, a short recurring role in Alive Inside, which gave me a chance to be somebody who wasn't evil. I got, I got to play a good guy. And then I started Night Terrors with Chris, and now, jeez, uh, you know, I, um, I'm on, I write the Falcon Banner based on uh, Christopher Patrick Lydon's novels. Uh, I star in The Sword of Windsor, which is a spinoff, yeah, a spinoff would be a good way of putting it, uh, of The Falcon Banner, written by Eric Busby. Um, I produce Night Terrors, I co-produce The Falcon Banner, and uh, Night Dark Matter, um, I also produce Generation One, and uh, I guess I'm going to be in the new season of Star Trek, though I kind of leery, because I know Eric killed me in the, at the end of last season, so... I have no idea what he's going to do to me now. Um, Eric, if you're listening, please be kind. I really don't want to be Mr. Rotter. Um, so anyway, um, you know, I guess the thing for me is Darker Projects is like a 21st century uh, attempt. No, not an attempt. A 21st century restoration of old-time radio using modern technology, modern actors, and sometimes classic actors. Uh, We're restoring a part of an art form that started dying in the 1960s. And I'm really, really proud to be a part of it. Well, anyway, um, I guess that's that's it from me. Uh, if you get the chance, listen to our shows. We're at www.darkerprojects.com. And as I say at the beginning of most of them, you're listening to audio drama in a darker shade. This is darkerprojects.com. been listening to behind the scenes at darker projects featured in this episode was mark bruising post-production was done by bill holwig this series is produced by ellie hirschman executive producer for darker projects is eric busby theme music was composed by oakman's dreamland used with permission available for download at soundclick.com this has been a darker projects production For more audio and podcasts, be sure to visit www.darkerprojects.com.